Welcome to the SD-WAN Improving the User Experience podcast interview hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. Software-defined networking in a wide area network, otherwise known as SD-WAN, benefits agencies by improving end-user services, complementing existing infrastructure, and providing end-to-end security. With SD-WAN, government agencies don't need to fret about compliance as the solution meets both FISMA and FedRAMP guidelines. And many agencies and organizations are looking to SD-WAN to optimize, secure, and deliver on the mission. And today we're speaking with Bill Ambrose, who's a product manager supporting SDN and virtual services at Verizon, more about this topic. And Bill, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thank you, man. Sure thing. Let's start at the top, if you don't mind. Tell us a little bit about SD-WAN and how government agencies can benefit from its use. So SD-WAN, or software-defined wide area network, relies on software to control connectivity, management, and services between agency locations, their data centers and their branch offices, as well as cloud instances. And it does this by decoupling the control plane, which is controlling all of the routers within the network from the data plane, which is where the customer's traffic resides. Now, there's two main features. One is the ability to manage multiple connections from a variety of technologies. So as agencies move from MPLS-only networks, now they have the ability to begin to incorporate things like broadband and LTE. The second feature is allowing to segment or partition traffic at the application level and to utilize the network path in order to provide the best user experience for that application. So if we compare this to a traditional WAN architecture, rather than waiting, for example, for an up-down event if something happens in the network, SD-WAN is providing real-time traffic monitoring, and it will divert that critical traffic around uh, these events, whether it's a, a hard outage or a brownout, resulting in a more consistent user experience. That's great. Appreciate that rundown there, Bill. And let's switch over and talk about security. If you don't mind, give us an idea of the security implications that agencies must consider when they're using SD-WAN. So there's several things in this area to consider. If we look first at the way most agencies have been built their networks today, it's using a hub-and-spoke network model with a centralized security strategy where traffic that's destined for outside the enterprise, and this could be to the public internet, to a cloud service, or even to a partner, is properly screened and monitored from a centralized location. And this architecture is based upon something known as trusted internet connectivity, or TIC guidelines that have been developed by the Department of Homeland Security. But as you start to incorporate SD-WAN architecture, you now have the ability to start deploying public internet at multiple locations, and this begins to raise security implications because you're now breaking that centralized security inspection model. So this is something that needs to be considered when planning SD-WAN. But what's unique about the federal space is that DHS has actually updated its TIC guidelines that provide specific branch office use cases to guide agencies in acceptable deployment configurations and not left to figure it out on their own. There's also a couple of other security technologies that strongly complement SD-WAN, and we think that are worth consideration as agencies look to plan and deploy. 
One of them is something known as zero trust, a security architecture where all the users, even those connected inside the organization, must be authenticated, authorized, and continuously validated against the security configuration before being granted to access to applications and data. The second security technology worth considering is something known as secure access to the service edge. It goes by the acronym SASE, and it's really designed to simplify this wide area networking and security by delivering it as a cloud service directly to the source, whether that source be at an office or a mobile or virtual user, rather than having to go through an agency data center. So the way we envision this as an agency plans for SD-WAN, it's important that all these concepts be taken into account and the TIC 3.0 use cases and the guidelines that Homeland Security has provided is really the starting point. And by incorporating these security design architectures in with an SD-WAN deployment enables a fully encompassing secure solution. That's great. Thanks, Bill. That was a comprehensive rundown there. And let's maybe step back just a little bit and tell us about the challenges that agencies face overall when implementing this type of solution. So there's a number of SD-WAN vendors out there. And I think first consideration must be given to those solutions that meet government compliance requirements, things like FIPS 140 encryption certification. You know, many of these SD-WAN solutions have not been designed to operate in a government model, you know, and they're more geared toward the commercial enterprise. So that's the first thing as we start to look about how you're going to implement and deploy a solution. Then there's the potential on taking on SD-WAN more as a do-it-yourself deployment model. And consideration has to be given to the agency's resources that are available, the skill set of the people, and this should not include not only the folks who are going to do the planning and design, but also who would be involved in implementation and ongoing operation. You know, even such things as the management processes and tools that will be used to monitor the operation. You know, one of the reasons why SD-WAN deployment has been so prevalent in the U.S. is the availability of SD-WAN via a service provider and the advantages the provider can offer, including tested and certified designs, and integrated network management tools that can automate detection and remediation, uh, as well as implementation experience resulting in a more accelerated deployment. Excellent. Thanks, Bill. And let's shift over and just talk about the public sector in general here for our last question. And how is SD-WAN being used throughout the public sector, and how do you see this changing in the future? Well, the interest in SD-WAN continues to increase among all areas of the public sector as across the federal, state, local public safety. You know, right now with its simplified deployment and its inherent ability to provide end-to-end -end encryption, you know, many of the public sector agencies are beginning to deploy SD-WAN to take advantage of this feature alone. But as we look to the future with the greater reliance on cloud adoption, um, the need for more granular control on how these cloud-based applications perform over the wide area network and the resulting end-user experience is something that many existing agency networks are finding increasingly difficult to address. 
So with SD-WAN, it brings a more consistent user experience, regardless of the device or transport type, and it really builds performance into the network and the way it handles bandwidth efficiency, which will help control costs. So combining with enhanced security technologies like we discussed with Zero Trust and SASE, it truly offers a very flexible and extendable capability, whether to the office, the mobile or virtual worker, resulting in better mission agility. That's perfect. And this concludes the SD-WAN Improving the User Experience podcast interview hosted on Government Technology Insider with Bill Ambrose, product manager supporting SDN and virtual services at Verizon. And as you heard, Bill was kind enough to share his insights into how SD-WAN is improving end-user services, complementing existing infrastructure, and providing end-to-end security for government agencies. And Bill, thank you so much for your time today. Very good. Thank you.